Good afternoon, Seattle. Welcome back to Le Frères Ura, a Fraser podcast with your wonderful hosts, the Happy Brothers. We're happy. <laughs> and we're brothers. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy and I'm Fraser. And I'm Ewan. But you're not happy. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> you miserable git. No, I'm happy enough. <laughs> enough. Enough, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> enough to get you by. Well, the carol bells are ringing. Yep. The Christmas lights are up. It is We're Christmas. Well into December. Mm-hmm. Have you have you lost one again yet? No, I haven't. I'm still in. You're not. Yes, yeah, a lot of my friends have lost. Yeah, they're out. Today's the what the seventh? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> you're giving away. You're dating our recording oh, no, I'm sessions. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to yeah. bleep that up. I'm going <laughs> to double over and be like, it's the first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we're well. It's uh, yeah. It's I'm not feeling very festive this year. I gotta say, I think since ever since lockdown, I've just felt times just an illusion. It has been a weird (laughs) couple of years. It's really skewed. I know things bizarre. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm feeling fairly festive. You've been wearing your festive jumpers. Yeah, wearing Christmas jumpers. As I tend to do. Yeah. Just because they're nice and warm. They are cozy. And because it's, it's cold as hell. Yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's pretty brisk these I last few days. I been... don't want to put my heating on because <laughs> it costs too much. Yeah. Um, it's a joyous time to live in the UK. Yeah. Or anywhere, or to anywhere. be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's struggling. <laughs> oh, boy. I shouldn't laugh at that. Isn't that fun? No. Okay, but Frasier. we're 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 here to bring you some some warmth in the form of our wonderful humor and and companionship, not like yep. in a weird way, just in like a friendly companionship. A, yeah, we're 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 here to warm up your speakers. Yep, warmth, <laughs> warmth from the speakers. Yes, um, we are on disc two of mm-hmm. season ten. Um. Where did we leave off? We left off with a, a sort of middle of the road disc one. Yeah, I think you're feeling that disc uh, that season ten is going to be a little bit of a yeah, downgrade from I, the previous seasons. I definitely, when we first started, I think I probably would have said that season eight was my least favorite overall. Yeah, and then season nine wound up being kind of worse for me than season eight. Yeah, and now that we're getting into season 10, I'm thinking season 10 might be even worse than that. See, I think it's actually got quite a few good episodes. It does. And I think there's a it few does. in it that I remember quite critically and I remember not liking very much, but actually have quite a lot to love about them. Mm. Um, so rewatching them again, I actually quite enjoyed. Um, there's one on this disc in particular mm-hmm. that I thought I was going to hate, yeah, but actually really quite enjoyed okay a lot of it so we'll see when we get to that I'm one definitely interested to see that um yeah we've also got one of the well probably i think the biggest like sort of plot i yeah. guess of yeah, the I show guess. three three parter um all sort of revolving around niles yeah um the only one that's not to do with fraser's relationship or pretty or daphne and niles's relationship yeah yeah it's sort of yeah it's a bit of a left field Mm. And I think a lot of people condemn it for that. I've seen a lot of discourse on like discourse, like Fraser discourse yeah. online. Like um, the, the few posts that I have seen about it, sort of online, whatever. People are quite critical of it. 
Mm. I think people don't really enjoy it that much because it's not particularly funny. No. It's a very it takes a very serious tone, mm. which is I like personally. Yeah. But I guess it's not not for everyone. It still lends itself to quite a few good jokes. And I think having a slightly more serious backdrop to the humor mm-hmm. can kind of elevate it a little bit. Yeah. It's like adding a bit of salt to something sweet. Uh, Sometimes yeah. it brings it out a bit more. I don't know? disagree. Um well we begin with the first of these of this three parter. Um the first part. Bristle while you work. They all have individual titles, I should mention. It's not like a um what was the last well, it was Motherload. Motherload was part, was one, part, and part one, two. two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, their backs are sort of individually titled, but they're part one, part two, part three. Um, we are on the search for a new homekeeper, housekeeper, um, in replacement of Daphne. She's still going to be uh, Martin's physical therapist, but Fraser wants uh, someone to do his laundry and make his dinner and mm. generally prove that he is just a lazy ass yeah <laughs> in refusing to do these things himself mm-hmm. what is it he works like three hours a day or something and yeah still needs like, a housekeeper nothing and yeah it's like a status thing isn't it i guess like at that point it's just like you have to have a housekeeper otherwise you're seen as doing stuff with your own hands it's yeah. like can't yeah can't have that bit bit depressing but whatever um so we have anna anna gastair um mm. guest starring as trish um, whom I think is towards the end of the interviews. They've interviewed quite a few people. We kind of mm. come in like halfway through um, and Fraser does not like her at all when she first comes in. She's talking about, is it the Sonics or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Seahawks or something? Talking about sports. So Martin like immediately hits it off with her and they have that kind of banter between the two of them and Fraser kind of kicks her out quite quickly mm-hmm. but martin's very quick to point out that he had a good feeling about daphne and look how that turned out so trust my opinion she's a good one let's hire her um especially when fraser's not around the house that much it's martin yeah. that's a home most of the day um so they do hire her and she turns out to be completely useless <laughs> she uh, bails on her first day of work to go out drinking with her friends yeah She's got what is it, a doctor's appointment or something the next day, and or a hairdressing appointment. It's something mm. less serious. Yeah, and then she calls in sick the following day, and because Martin doesn't want to lose face, he starts doing all the chores himself. Yeah, tidying up. And I think that I I really like the little scenes between him and Fraser mm-hmm. when he's cleaning the house and doing it, and Fraser's like commenting on the work. <laughs> doesn't he doesn't realize Not that it's Martin that doing it. I really like those little scenes, just Martin getting really worked up. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> when Fraser's not, when he's waxed the floor and Fraser uh, the takes floor off his raincoat and everything. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, I don't know, I guess it probably let, it gave him a bit of a an appreciation for what Daphne did and what, I don't know how many other housekeepers they've had in between Daphne, not many. Mm. Um, but just people have, have done around the house when he's sitting watching TV. Yeah. Um, which I guess is nice, but yeah, when when Trish eventually is found out, she comes by. She comes by to pick up her paycheck. <laughs> well, Martin Absolute is. Chance, I know. I like that's ridiculous. Like, imagine the balls you must have mm-hmm. to do no work for a week and then come in and demand a paycheck. That's yeah. like, 
I almost admire it. Yeah. Like, that's some yeah, yeah, yeah. serious... It's the way that she words it as <laughs> well. She says, like, oh, you still owe me for the days I was supposed to be working last week. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, chancer is a, a good word for that. Um. Yeah, Martin's pretending to talk to her while she's in the bathroom, upset at what Fraser said. <laughs> Mm-hmm. there's this little farce when she walks in the door and Fraser realizes that she's not there i like i like martin's little final attempt his yeah. hail mary and he's like you didn't tell me you had a sister <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no it doesn't work out and uh and that is that they don't really get another housekeeper i don't think I'm trying to think. Uh, no, not that I can think of. Because we had Jennifer Coolidge who came in, uh, and she she was was physical therapist. Physical therapist. Um, Uh, who else did we have? I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure there's at least another one. There's an oh, when is it? It's there's an episode in the final season when they're talking about it because Daphne and Niles are hiring a nanny and Fraser is hiring a housekeeper and also someone's hiring a stripper for some reason yes yes and there's kind of that yeah farce in between all and of it's, them and it's like everyone's confusing everyone else and yeah but i don't that it's not really elaborated on beyond the fact that everyone's sort of confusing each other yeah there's um the the butler as well what's his name oh ferguson ferguson yeah um but i guess he's kind of well i, I mean he was a housekeeper i guess yeah yeah just yeah. a different was doing different that. name but it was while daphne was there as well Fraser was just being greedy he was just, <laughs> yeah just wanted a butler yeah. again status yeah he yeah. wants he wants he that does, status absolutely does not need a butler he, no not at all well uh, does anybody need a butler really uh, i guess i mean i can see some arguments for people having like a housekeeper yeah and having like if you've got a bigger house and you can't do it all yourself or you've got like kids and you've got someone to look after the kids and help mm-hmm. with the housework and stuff i can i can see there are arguments for it yeah fraser doesn't have no, no, no any justification for it um so yeah that's 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 like that's the one plot and then in the background during this episode and it's very much in the background it does not really lend itself to much of a to much sincerity yeah we don't really give it much much thought it's just a little side plot with Niles and he's got a bit of a toothache and he's kind of moaning to Roz about it when they meet in Cafe Nervosa and and uh, I can't remember how it comes up but he basically says that it could be referred pain from something else wrong with him mm-hmm. um, and they kind of say oh the chances of that are minimal one in a million and Niles starts to beat those odds yeah he wins a fanny pack mm-hmm. in it with his bottled water he beats Martin's card game. Yeah. He wins another fanny pack. He wins another fanny pack. His, his card gets card. hit by lightning. <laughs> yeah. um, and then there's the line when someone comes into the cafe and says Niles, and he turns oh, thinking right. it's him, and then it's not. It's another couple that are also called Niles and Daphne. Yeah. Um, but so, he, so he starts to beat all these odds, and Roz, kind of the voice of reason when he meets her again, says, like, well, look, if you're really worried about it, go to the doctor, get checked out make sure there's nothing wrong so the final scene of the episode after we've had all this kind of goofiness with trish and and martin we see niles in the, in the doctor's office and the doctor comes in and he's kind of very flippant about it he's like well let me have it is it is it is it my heart after all and the doctor kind of gets very solemn and says 
yes, it is. Mm. We need to book you into the hospital. And Niles kind of tries to brush it off and say, oh, well, I can get it checked in, whatever. And then the final line, like, absolutely hits you like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. The doctor turns to him and says, Niles, you have to go right now. Yeah. And it's so, like, sincere and, so, like, you realise immediately what's happening. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's not okay. And it ends on that note. It's, there's a li- The credit sequence kind of gives a little bit of yeah levity again mm-hmm. he wins another fanny pack he wins another bottle. fanny pack or he's just terrified of the bottle of water oh, that's true they, the doctor tries to hand him a point. bottle of water and yeah he panics but yeah it's it very much that ending is like so notable for just being whoa okay you need to take a second and realize what's going on yeah um i can i can see why people would criticize it for being too sudden because it does come quite out of left field yeah it's like played very humorously like he suggests early on like oh it could be a problem with my heart but the odds are one in ten thousand or one in a million or whatever and then it's just played humorously from then on until the end but i suppose that's i would argue that's part of the point that's kind of what i wrote down yeah it's supposed to be this like sudden like he's shocked yeah that it's supposed to be it makes me think of um I was critical along with a lot of people at how how I met your mother ended. Yes. When they spend however long the show is, eight or nine seasons or however long, yeah. setting up, oh, we're gonna meet Ted's love interest, who's turns out to be the mother of his children. And then in the very last episode, once they finally meet, they just go, and then they got married, and then they had kids, and then she got cancer and died. Yeah. And everyone criticized it for being really sudden. And so did I. But then mm. people have pointed out that, like, maybe that's kind of intentional. That, like, he spent so long waiting for it and then to have it taken away from him so quickly, you know. Well, I, I kind of, like, that's life. Yeah. Th- that That's how these things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no sort of dramatic build-up. Several years waiting to find yeah. out about something like the, there's well, no I mean, foreshadowing in real there's life there's no yeah exactly there's no foreshadowing it's very much like you don't feel well you go to the doctor and you get some really bad news one day mm-hmm. and it's devastating yeah. so like i i think it's quite realistic how it's portrayed in the show yeah um because that is very much how something like that would probably go unless you had like a pre-existing condition i guess yeah but yeah so i yeah, you're not wrong. I see the criticisms. Yeah. I I get it. I see why people aren't happy about it, but I I disagree. I think it's really I love I love when shows do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I love when they throw you a total curveball. Yeah. Um even even if the like subsequent plot doesn't pay off, I love when we get something like that. You've got a humorous episode. You've got something completely out of line and then suddenly the last line of the show is you're your dad's died or something yeah. horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's really like, oh well, I my mean, god! It's... Going back to how I met your mother. Well, that, that, that happens. That happens in how, how I met your mother. Yeah, they yeah. just, um, you know, they pull that, and so, and, it, and it works. It's so much more impactful. It is because you're um, just when it's taken off guard. Field, you know, if you're if you're led to build up that something's going to happen when it does, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, so I was preparing mm-hmm. myself for it. Um. And yeah, that's 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 part one. Mm-hmm. That's I think we should rank them each individually. Yeah, I I have if ranked you, them yeah. each individually because I think that each one is very distinct as well. Even though they have this overarching plot, mm-hmm. they are very distinct in their in their plots and uh, 
how they tell the story. Um, what did you think of the first one? I one? don't particularly like it. I gave it a two. Okay. Um, I like the jokes about Niles beating the odds constantly yeah. and the joke like oh my car's been struck by lightning and him <laughs> winning the fanny packs and the scene when he goes to the goes to cafe nervosa after he started freaking out and ross is there and he's like looking kind of not disheveled but he's kind of got his big long raincoat on yeah. and he's like panicked sitting and he grabs the waiter's arm and asks for bottled water yeah. it's very funny like that i really like but then the rest of the episode i just don't enjoy that's fair um like the plot with Trish, I just don't care for. I just annoy- I think she's just an annoying character. She, she is. It, it's a shame because I do like um, the actress. I can never remember her name. Anna Gesteyer. Yeah. Um, she's really good in what she's but... been in. She was in Saturday Night Live quite, right. quite a lot. She was kind of one of the cast members on SNL around this time. Um, and she's been in lots of other things with like various other SNL cast members that have been very good. And she's a good actress and she's a funny person. Yeah. But I think here... We don't really get an opportunity for her to show that. The character is very kind of one note and just a bit rubbish and annoying. Yeah, she's very much overshadowed by the fact that you hate her so much yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a she's, character. She's just an inconvenience. Yeah. Um, it's more about her absence than it is actually about her being there. Yeah, And that just exactly means that it, it all kind of falls flat. No, um, that's, that's fair. Yeah. So I, yeah, give it a two. two. It's, it's f- fine. <laughs> I was a little bit more kind than you. I, I gave it a three. Yeah, I gave it three cups. Um, I, I yeah, I I like the Niles and Ross stuff. I love Niles and Ross as a pairing. Yeah. just whenever they're together, mm-hmm. it, they always get great conversations. Their chemistry is always great. Um, and yeah, the stuff with Niles beating the odds is very funny. But I, I like the stuff with Fraser and Martin as well. Mm-hmm. So once you take out Trish from from trish's plot yeah <laughs> we're left with martin cleaning the house and everything and i i quite enjoy those little scenes i think mm. they're very funny um so yeah I, it's not great i think it's spoiler i think it's the weakest of the three mm. uh the three par but i still think it's it's decent i think it's, it's still an enjoyable episode um yeah yeah good grand You'll need to keep me right for any guest callers. I think they're few and far between. There aren't many, if any. Well, there is one. Uh, I think it's just the one. There's one in um, not the next episode, in the third episode. Third episode. In the third part of our little trilogy. Okay. I think that's it for the disc. That's fine. We will move on then to Rooms with a View, part two of our little sub- series yeah <laughs> um so it cuts straight to niles has been taken into hospital they've diagnosed what's wrong with him um he's got a blockage or something in his mm-hmm. heart i can't remember exactly what it is they say um and he needs to be taken in for surgery it's all very kind of you can tell that they're all masking how they really feel Mm-hmm. in the first sort of five ten minutes of the episode yeah niles is in his bed everyone's coming in and checking in on him rose comes by brings flowers um martin is very much just zoned out completely he's mm-hmm. just on autopilot looking after his son he doesn't want to 
let him show how he really how scared he really is yeah um which i and to be fair to all of them i think all the actors in this section do such a good job of showing that yeah this sort of they are really terrified but Mm -hmm. they're trying not to show it i think he'll do a really great job and niles is he's kind of the comedic relief of this section i would say yeah a little bit that's what i would say as well it's a lot of the other characters are taking it all very seriously a lot of the humor is actually coming from niles's lines kind of and how niles is reacting to the situation rather than everyone else no one else is cracking any jokes yeah he sort of he gets a phone call from maris as well yeah to wish him well and he's gets the morphine while he's <laughs> yeah calls the nurse over like, and it's like mouth give me the drugs and yeah that's a really fun um line. which are yeah it's it's it, it yeah it, it ha- just has this total undertone of like you're very invested in what's going on mm-hmm. it's it's easy to miss the humor yeah i feel i don't mean that in a bad way that's not a criticism mm-hmm. i just think you need to really like you're so involved in what's going on that it's easy to miss little bits and pieces of like of of lines that shine through the darkness. That sounds mm-hmm. very like poetic, but yep. you know what you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. Um, and yeah, I I I mean I like the tone. I I like when we get a more serious episode. I like when the the humor takes a bit of a backbench as long as the serious note hits. And I think in this episode it really does. Mm-hmm. Um we're sort of niles is wheeled off maybe halfway through the episode give or take maybe a little bit sooner well, i than would halfway. say sooner than that maybe oh excuse me maybe about five minutes in yeah um so he's wheeled off to surgery and the episode kind of focuses on everyone else's reaction daphne is dealing quite well martin is dealing quite well fraser and Ross are kind of Roz is kind of less invested than everyone else, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's kind of just in disbelief that Niles would be in a situation like this. Yeah. And Fraser's kind of dug so deep into the medical side of things. He's laid out what's going to happen in the surgery that he's kind of following along. Yeah. And that's keeping him going. Mm-hmm. Um and sort of interspersed through all these little bits, we get some nice little flashbacks as well. Yeah. The rooms with the view, the rooms with the flashbacks, I mm-hmm. guess, would be a better title for the episode. Yeah. It's not really. No. <laughs> but we get, I, I think they lend some really, really powerful scenes. They do. Um, yeah. Some of them are very, very much kind of just there for humor, like seeing Niles with a broken leg. Yeah. Or like frazier meeting niles for the first time after he's been born and immediately saying he doesn't like him i don't like him but like yeah we get the the shot with there's not even any dialogue from john mahoney where it's the doctor puts up x-rays and says like you know there's something troubling on your wife's x-ray and that's it and it's just kind of yeah yeah. it's like the the intro to uh up yeah famously very sad where there's not really an awful lot of dialogue it's just kind of like cutting through the like the lives of the people and all of the various events um the one one of them that i really like is rose's flashback Mm. 
when she Martin's trying to get a chocolate bar mm-hmm. and Rose goes up to the front desk to get some change for the machine and she flashes back to when Alice was still a baby and kind of comes rushing into the into the room and says oh there's something wrong her cheeks are all flushed it might be scarlet fever or something mm-hmm. um and she's panicking and doesn't know what to do and the front desk nurse is like is this your first kid yeah it's fine it's was it his lipstick or something yeah, isn't got, like, it? lipstick on her cheek yeah. on her cheek so it's obviously nothing serious and it's something she that the, the nurse has seen before because young parents would probably be yeah. panicking and something like that and she says like I can't remember what her name is. That's really that's really uh, bad. Colleen. <laughs> Colleen. That's defeating the whole purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but it says like, um, oh, Colleen, I, I won't forget that name. Thank you so much. And walks off. And then when she goes up to get the change, it's Colleen at the front desk as mm. well. And Colleen kind of hints to her like, oh, have we met before? And Ross says, no, I don't think so. And it's I, there's something about that that's really, really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like the fact that at the time it was so important mm-hmm. like getting Alice well and f- figuring out what was wrong with her it was like the most important thing in the world and now it's like a distant memory yeah and it, there's just something really like existential about that scene yeah. I can't really describe it I in think words but the fact that Colleen recognizes Roz and not the other way around yeah it definitely says something about like you know people working in healthcare and the, yeah. the things that they see are gonna stick with them yeah. even like these like minor yeah. minor things i mean that's something people they would probably go home and laugh about yeah. later on mm-hmm. but if you remember it it's yeah that's positive mm-hmm. so we have all these great little flashbacks these nice little scenes um and then we're again met with a very sort of what i'm, I'm shaking my hands here what, yeah what's the word for it i don't know just a like a very sudden, sudden shocking scene yeah, um, when Martin can't, they're all arguing about Martin trying to get this chocolate bar, and Daphne is sick of it and comes over and throws the fire extinguisher mm-hmm. through the the front of the vending machine, and it's just obviously devastated. Like she just can't hold it in anymore. I think that's another really great scene. Just yeah. she just completely collapses, um, not knowing what to do, and she's just. She ha- she snaps at Fraser because he's kind of keeping it together by going through the whereabouts Niles is in his surgery yeah, right yeah. now. And she's like, he's not he, he's not a patient. He's not lines on a bit of paper. He's my husband, and mm. I, there's nothing I can do for him right now. And I was like, yeah, man, like that would be so terrifying. I don't yeah. know, not really been in that situation. Yeah. I guess maybe a little bit, mm. but it's not something I've really experienced as an adult yeah um just having someone so close to you be in that position and being completely helpless yeah um and yeah jane leaves just does a great job at yeah jane leaves performance is really good in this it's it's so it's like it's the little things and then it just when it suddenly bubbles out and you really believe that she's like so devastated and scared Mm -hmm. Um, yeah scared yeah and it it, yeah works really well yeah um but thankfully we're kind of put out of our misery i guess quite quickly after that Mm -hmm. um the the doctor or nurse comes through and says that the surgery was a success and 
they get in to see him and we get a nice little scene of Daphne going in and kissing Niles awake. Or I don't he doesn't wake up, does he? Mm. She just goes and gives him a kiss and sort of says, I'll be here when you wake up. Yeah. And then as she walks through the the corridors, we get rather than a flashback, we get a flash forward of them welcoming their second child. Yeah. Which is actually a little bit of a continuity error if you think about it too much. Or it's supposedly it is. Yeah. I was thinking it was, but I always assume that it must be their third child. Because I was thinking about it this time. Could because be. it's they have an old, like a kind of toddler who is a girl, maybe two or three years we old. We don't know that she's a girl. Oh, that's true. That's to true. To be fair. That, that could be David. Exactly. Because um, she's ne- she only thing that gives away that it's a girl is that she's in pigtails. Yeah. But parents put yeah. little boys with long hair in pigtails all the time. Yeah. But everyone always calls that like a continuity error. Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's, also, not, it's not really. I just assume that it may well just be that after David, it they had a, a daughter th- and a then third, yeah. the baby's the third daughter. Yeah, could the, be. Or the third child who's like the second daughter. Could be. Or more than that. Just It's just that they had more than two children. Yeah. You know. But I kind of like that. It's, it's, I think that's maybe, is that the first time we've ever had a flash forward in the show? Yeah. It's not something that we get a lot of. I don't even know if we get another one. Maybe not. It is, that's something that I do like people doing, and especially kind of in a sitcom where it's a sort of kind of ensemble, like you get all the different characters, and then when they're wrapping up and you get the big conclusion, it's really nice seeing like what they are doing afterwards. What they move on to. Yeah. Um, obviously, this isn't the end of the show quite yet. It's nice seeing that. It's nice to see. And I think it's a nice note to end the episode on as well. Mm. It's kind of this, like, hopeful, like, things are going to be okay eventually, you know? Yeah. Which is just, yeah, it just it, it's just a nice note to end on, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like this episode a lot more than the first one. I do as well, yeah. Um, how, how, how much more? So I give it a four. A four, okay. Um... Yeah, I didn't give a, I couldn't quite give it a five. I don't know what it is that would need to bring it up to a five. I just instinctively went for a four. Yeah, I I went for a four as well. I my criticism is kind of the lack of balance with the comedy in it. Yeah, and it's not a criticism of the lack of comedy. Yeah, it's more the balance of it mm-hmm. i don't know i'm probably not making much sense but it the episode takes a serious a more serious tone yeah and that's fine i like that i have nothing against that there are still some jokes thrown in but i think they could have i don't want to say like spaced out more but just kind of done a bit more with the humor in the episode yeah. It doesn't feel like quite up to par with even like a standard episode mm-hmm. in terms of humor. So it's not like there isn't humor in it. It's that the humor isn't that great. Yeah. And I don't think it balances as well against how good the rest of the episode is. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if that helps you pinpoint what. <laughs> no, maybe a little bit. Um yeah, kind of I could I, I would have preferred if some of the humor was a little bit more relating to the situation that they were in mm-hmm. and not just the kind of little 
quippy one-liners that we get that aren't really super interesting you know martin complaining about the magazines in the waiting room yeah. it's like well that's not it's not very funny it's yeah. kind of pretty standard sort of stock humor where you could have done something that's a little more interesting about like the setting that they're in mm-hmm. um but yeah it's fine overall yeah it's still I, a strong episode i think i think it's very strong i i think i it doesn't annoy me but it, it makes me sad that there's a lot of people who don't like it because mm. of the the more serious nature of it yeah i think it's a shame you're missing out on a good episode Definitely. um yeah one of my favorite scenes actually is the scene where niles is getting wheeled off mm. um and just everyone's interaction with him martin saying i love you niles saying good luck uh, fraser saying good luck and then niles and daphne chatting him repeating her name yeah because he wants to say it as much as he can and it's just like oh man it just it hits you hits yeah. you right here i'm pointing at my chest right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it really kind of gets you yeah, I think it, something actually that we didn't mention about a scene at the very end of Bristle While You Work is when Niles is leaving to go to the doctor hmm. and he's he's like, as he's walking out, you hear his internal monologue yes. and he's talking to Daphne and kind of says, like, after years of kind of wasted time, I didn't have the courage to tell her that I loved her. Mm-hmm. Now we're finally married and what, a couple of months into our marriage... I might die. Yeah. And that obviously scares him. And then that's carried on when he kind of yeah keeps saying her name. I want to say Daphne as many times mm-hmm. as I can before I go under. And it's just it's it's a little thing. It's not super overplayed. No. It's very not subtle. Yeah. And it works very well and can make you very emotional. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, we've been, we've been watching for 10 seasons. Yep. At this point. But imagine people who are watching it live mm-hmm. as it came out. You've been watching for 10 years. Yeah. You've been watching Niles and Daphne get together and then to have someone like this, like, I, I it would be really tough to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't remember what my feelings were the first time I watched this episode. No. But even re-watching it, I'm like, yeah, that, that it really hits you. So. Definitely. Yeah. We get a slightly cheerier third part we do before we get on to the third part oh there are a couple of guest stars well okay. there's one who's not really a guest star but the actor that plays young fraser yep in one of the scenes when niles has broken his leg um is uh an actor called kendall schmidt who it's not someone that i recognized but according to imdb he's fairly well known if someone if one of the minor characters has like a headshot on yeah. imdb i assume that means that they have been in enough other things that they're worth mentioning they okay so i looked him up to see what else he was in he was in big time rush which is a nickelodeon show i don't it was after my time it. but it's definitely something that i have heard of i'm not really sure and then he's been in other various things since then mm-hmm. um and also the actor that plays doctor something or other i can't remember the name of the doctor yeah. niles's surgeon is played by daniel davis who I always really like. I always like seeing him in this. He was in The Nanny with Fran Drescher. He played okay. the butler who was called Niles. Um, <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. And there was an arc on The Nanny where Niles had to get heart bypass surgery. 
and now he's playing the doctor who's yeah. giving heart bypass surgery to another character called Niles. Which How I about think is that? Um, but yeah, he was also he was in um, Star Trek Next Generation. He played Professor Moriarty in Star Trek the Next Generation. Oh yeah, is there not um, an episode where they fight Sherlock Holmes or something? They they go into the hollow deck, like uh, they're, yeah. they're in this like kind of virtual reality, and two of the characters, um, Data and Geordi, are um holmes and watson right and they create an ai professor moriarty right, to try right. and to, to, to foil and then he becomes sentient and tries to take over the ship and it's a whole thing um and he's played by daniel davis and he's really good yeah, yeah. he's just he's a great actor he was in other things he was in like hunt for red october and i'm just like he was virtual moriarty was, oh, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> yeah but he's really good and i always like seeing him in this this little guest spot he is good actually the, the few lines that he gets are very funny mm-hmm. Cut, cutting fraser down to size yeah for, yeah we always <laughs> love we love to see it yeah um and there's also i got stuck down a rabbit hole of researching it because they're, they're talking about chocolate bars yes and they start talking about marathon bars yes and i was really interested to see if that was the same thing as it was in the uk because in the uk marathon is what snickers used snickers to be called became, yeah but that's not what it was in the u.s marathons were a different thing which is basically the same as what we call curly whirlies oh really yeah and people in america aren't going to believe that that's what we called marathon bars that we call curly them curly whirlies. whirlies but um yeah and they were discontinued in the states in 1981 oh but they are still they're still a thing here but they're called curly whirlies i love a curly whirly yeah at christmas time i get them in the selection you box. do get them in the, the christmas selection boxes i'm not big on a curly whirly i don't really yeah. like anything that's like hard caramel it's like oh, chewy i like a chewy caramel don't really like it that's why my teeth are wrecked <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not into a curly whirly um but yeah there you go i yeah. thought i thought that was that was yeah no I I like I like hearing the history of chocolate bars yeah I, yeah I got stuck and I started reading about like do you know that Snickers are named after a horse I did not know that no. the Mars family's favorite pet horse was called Snickers, Snickers and that's what the chocolate bar is named after that's cute and they were always called Snickers in the states whereas here Aren't they were they? called Marathon and they were renamed Snickers in the nineties I can't eat Snickers you can I've never known the pleasure of a Snickers peanut allergy yeah. Suck it. I love a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love I, a Curly Whirly, yeah. so... Do you actually... Do you know... Uh, now, I'm sorry. Another fact about Snickers. <laughs> How many things you, you got? <laughs> just one more. Do you know why they weren't called Snickers originally in the UK? I don't know. It's because they were worried because it sounds too much like Knickers. Okay. Which is funny. I guess. <laughs> I, yeah. It's a stupid thing, but like, yeah, it's British slang. You wouldn't get that anywhere else. Well, knickers, you would say. I mean, they say something else in America. Yeah, they would say something (laughs) else that sounds like that. Yeah, I should definitely point out that that's. I'm not saying that word. It's K N I C K E R S. Yeah. Um, as in underpants. Underpants. Uh, yeah, but that's why they weren't called Snickers. Here. Okay. Sounds too similar to that. Well, there you go. Some chocolate facts for you on yeah. this. <laughs> chocolate facts. This fine Thursday. See that? That's how you date it. Yeah. You pretend that pretend it's the that day it's... when the episode comes out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. So no more chocolate now facts. Now I'm done. No more chocolate okay, facts. Cool. No more guest stars. Cool. We can move on to the next episode. Don't go breaking my heart. Part three of, of the little trilogy. Um, It's been, what, about a week or so since Niles got a surgery? A couple of weeks? 
Um, he's in recovery. He they're having a party to celebrate. Excuse me, his return to normality. I guess. Yeah. Um, sort of the the all clear that he's he's doing okay. Um, and he's kind of got he's got a different approach to life. He kind of wants to. He said he wants to stop and smell the flowers and yeah. just kind of take every day as a as a gift, which I think, as Martin points out later on in the episode, it's what a lot of people who have survived sort of life threatening conditions go through. Mm-hmm. That they kind of once, if they recover, it's very much a, a a blessing that they did and they treat it as such. So this is what Niles is going through, and it eventually begins to great on everyone else around him. yeah <laughs> Fraser's uh well it turns out Fraser's made a, a deal with God like <laughs> yeah like Kate Bush like Kate Bush um and uh in in exchange for not what is it specifically says not criticizing his brother not being being a better sibling I think basically. He, he just like yeah don't take him for granted yeah and basically stop arguing with him yeah <laughs> um in exchange for that he you know, will God make Niles better? Um, so Fraser's kind of finding it very difficult not to snap at Niles, especially when he's in his current state and he's being very <laughs> irritating. He makes comments about there's an opera recording that Niles hates and Fraser loves. <laughs> um, what else is there? Niles. He keeps calling into oh, Fraser's does, show. He keeps calling into the show. He um, doesn't want to go to the wine club. Oh, yeah, no, is, yeah. is it wine club? He doesn't no, play, squash. He doesn't want to Sorry, play squash. squash. Um, he doesn't want to go back to squash. So it's just all these little things kind of building up. Um, Daphne, Niles doesn't want to go back to having sex quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not quite ready. So that's kind of irritating Daphne a little bit. Um, Martin, they eventually have a bit of a one-to-one when Niles says that his... Um, surgery was more of a, a risk of life than yeah <laughs> than what Martin went through. <laughs> I, love, I love the little line where he's like, "Well, let's compare, shall we?" I got shot, and you ate a bunch of fancy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have the what is it? <laughs> it's like, well, you might have uh, you might have had a brush with death, but I kissed him. Or I kissed death on the mouth. I, I, yeah, it's like, well, they keep escalating. It's like, I, sh- I shook his hand. Oh, I kissed him on the cheek. Well, I kissed him on the mouth. Also, death is a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I love that little interaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually it kind of all, it all concludes very nicely. Fraser speaks with Daphne, who it turns out also made a bargain with God of being more generous to charity in exchange for, for helping Niles. Which he believes supersedes his bargain, mm-hmm. therefore he ignores he it completely. Just goes back on it instantly. <laughs> um, so goes to start an argument with Niles. It doesn't end up happening, but he goes to start it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin gets his no. They they have a nice conversation after the little argument. Yep. Martin kind of explains what he went through and. Niles relates to that and he kind of says like these you know you need to just kind of get back to it mm-hmm. get back to normal um which Niles takes in his strides and goes back to Daphne who gets what she wanted yeah dressed up as a sexy nurse yep um and yeah we all we all get a happy ending for Niles 
happy ending. <laughs> that, that's not funny. I, d- I, d- um, I didn't mean that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it's a pretty. It's a good episode. Right? It is. I, I like the. I like the ending with with uh, Martin and Niles talking. Yeah, I was going to um, say that's definitely the, the the standout of this episode. I think. Um, and him kind of just saying like the the way that Martin just says you're scared yeah. <laughs> just very bluntly tells yeah. him like that i think it's just because you're scared that you're not doing these things and nail keeps saying oh it's because i'm trying to embrace life and live life to the fullest and he says like well you're not doing anything you're sitting yeah. on your arse watching soap operas eating rye flats eating rye flats <laughs> you know like you're not you're not eating delicious food you're yeah. not playing squash you're not having sex with your wife yeah like, you're not doing anything fun you're just you know scared to go back to your life and, yeah. and he, he points that out and yeah, it's a nice, sweet little moment. It's yeah. I think we, you know, I think we've even said this before: is that we we really don't get that many like bonding scenes between Niles and Martin. Mm. So when we do get them, they're really quite nice. Yeah, um, they're nice to watch and more impactful, I guess, a little bit. You know, not so much recently, but there's a lot more with Fraser and Martin. Yeah, where they're coming together late at night, or when they're having, you know, getting advice from one another. And that, but that happens so often that it's still nice, but it's not, it's not quite as impactful as when when we get it with Niles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say, right, you might end up hating me for this or not, but watching this episode, I actually quite like Gertrude in this episode. I have to say, yeah, she's not terrible. I, I, I think it, it's. There are definitely a few episodes where I don't dislike her as much as i do on average yeah and this is one of them yeah i think that's fair um she is very sweet towards niles she's kind of she seems genuinely quite caring towards him mm-hmm. um she selfishly kind of says like oh yes i gave up my downstairs guest bed to sleep on the couch mm-hmm. um but i really like that little interaction because it gets the, the little lines that daphne gets yeah. She says, like, you've got a nice, big, comfortable bed back in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really, uh, yeah, I really like those little scenes. And then at the end, when she gives the advice to Daphne about kind of, um, you know, she needs to she needs to help Niles out as well. Like, he's probably not feeling very attractive at the moment. Mm-hmm. Help him with that, you know, yeah. um, help him along his way. And I kind of like those little scenes. I think, yeah, yeah, she's not quite her usual annoying self. Yeah. I really like the line when she says, like, you've got to use your feminine wiles. That's how your brother Billy landed Kevin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Of course, sharing a jail cell probably helped. <laughs> it's a shame that we never really see Billy. We I don't feel see like any it's, of them. Yeah. I suppose he's one of those characters where they kind of just, like, he's sort of just kind of the punching bag. They just sort of yeah, make yeah. gay jokes about him. I know. And then... They're all in good taste, I think. They are. They're, all, they're, they're not. not really, none of them like, are insulting. It's... Too terrible. Um... But yeah, they, they yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I like the, the the Moon family jokes. Yeah, despite the few that haven't aged particularly well, mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. There's a lot of them that are quite funny. Um, yeah. So this one again, kind of, I, I rank it up there with with um, rooms with a view. I yeah. gave it. I gave it a four as well. I didn't. No. No. Um. I think it, it's another one of those episodes that I get a bit frustrated that the focus is so strongly on Fraser, where we are coming off of this yeah. it is really more about Niles mm-hmm. 
like this is this whole arc is about niles's health and it's about how he's being scared and about how he's trying to like ease himself back into life because he's scared and yet so much of the focus is like fraser's annoyed at niles because he's Mm -hmm. being annoying and i was like well you know i wish there was more of a focus on niles so it's a kind of it's a two i don't know if i'm gonna go for a two or a three it's kind of it sits somewhere around the middle i'll probably give it a three because i don't think it's as bad as bristle while you work okay i don't think it would be fair for me to give it as the same as bristle while you work so i'm gonna give it a three so i'll counter your point of annoyance Mm -hmm. right normally i would agree with you yeah you know when we get a plot about something we're often seeing it from fraser's point of view and it often is very annoying yeah because we don't really care we want to know what was going on however i think here we get a good balance of niles focus Mm -hmm. we even get scenes where he's chatting with daphne and cafe nervosa and then it switches to fraser and Roz. we get the scene with him and martin the party at the start yeah um and with Daphne again at the end. So I think we get enough Niles in this to justify it. And the fact that we get scenes that focus on Fraser, we get some really funny jokes when Niles is phoning in to the radio show. Yeah. And his kind of flippant comments as he's walking past, like in Cafe Nervosa when they're talking about the opera, and he kind of comes in and says, like, oh, what tone-deaf prankster gives you this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think it works with him being the kind of passerby. He's the yeah. focus of the story, but we're focusing on how what he's doing is affecting other people. Mm. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know if that changes your mind or not, but I, I quite like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's and we, fair enough. It wouldn't be the same. Like if we were focusing on Niles, him phoning into Fraser's show wouldn't be as funny. No, I don't no, think. That's, that's definitely true. You know? Yeah. And things like that. So I, I think it's justified, personally. I, 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 Yeah, that doesn't bother me too much, mm-hmm. at least in this instance. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So a three? A three. I'd get, yeah, I'd give it a three. Okay. Um. Yeah. Speaking of Niles calling into Fraser's show, yes. there is a guest caller. This is, I think, the only one on the disc. Um, Grant, who is talking about how his grandmother died and he's worried that she might not have realized before she died how much he loved her mm. or something he wishes he told her he loved her before she died or something like that um who's voiced by john Turturro, who is a pretty well-known actor yeah he was in the Big new Kibowski. yeah um oh brother where art thou as well yeah another one brother one he was in the new batman film he was falcone oh Prime so Boss. he was yeah so he was he's in um severance the new TV series that's coming out with Adam Scott. Is that Adam Scott? Yeah, Adam Scott um, yeah. I've never seen it. I didn't know before today what it's actually about. I looked it up. It's one of the Apple shows. Nobody yeah. has Apple TV. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard people saying that it's really good, but I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was in and Barton Fink. Is something he was quite well known for. He he played. Yeah. He was Barton Fink. He was. He was. I don't know what Barton Fink. I don't know what Barton Fink is. Mr. I always conf- he was Mister Fink. He was Mister Fink. <laughs> I always confuse Barton Fink with a razor head because I feel like they have really similar. Like <laughs> what? Like the posters are really similar. It's just like their faces and they look kind of similar. I don't know. So I always confuse <laughs> them in my head for some reason. Okay. Um. Yeah. There you go. John Torturo. John Torturo. Cool. That's. I mean, that's a pretty decent one to have as your sole guest star for this disc yeah yeah pretty well known guy 
Cool. Right. Well, that is Niall's little little scare mm-hmm. out of the way. It's not really mentioned. <laughs> Never to be brought again. up again, ever. Um, but, it, I, you know, it has a pretty big impact in these three episodes. And mm-hmm. I think it's definitely one of the more memorable plot lines of the show. You know, I, I always know that it's coming up. I always enjoy watching these three episodes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, there we go. That's that. We Two Kings is up next, and in my opinion, takes quite the dip in quality from the previous couple of episodes. Mm. Um, yep. Christmas episode, apt for this time of year. Um, we've got kind of... It kind of veers plotline-wise. It starts off as a, a competition between Fraser and Niles on who's going to host Christmas. Um, it, what was it? Gert- Gertrude's away on a holiday or something, so Niles and Daphne want to host it at their place, and Fraser wants to stick with tradition, which they've had for the last what nine years, mm-hmm. and wants to have it at his apartment. So they get into this argument about it, as they do. Um, Martin doesn't want to get involved, but he uses this as an opportunity to pit the two against each other to his own benefit. Yeah. Getting them to fetch beer and bring them coffee and stuff. Um, And then it kind of splits off from that plot and turns into Martin working on Christmas Day. He decides that he'd rather work than see the two boys argue. Mm -hmm. So he decides he's going to work. So then the plot becomes the two of them working together to bring Christmas to to Martin at his workplace. And I don't know, it it, it it does kind of flow together. It makes sense. Yeah. But it feels very split. Yeah. I don't know. No, I see what you mean. Like, I think it would have been better if we had just kind of gotten the setup of, oh, Martin needs to work Christmas Day, and then dive straight into that aspect of the plot where mm-hmm. they're trying to plan this elaborate, oh, we're going to have Christmas in Martin's, yeah. uh, at Martin's work. And that was more of the focus of the episode rather than the first half being something that doesn't really have that much impact on the second half. I, I, I beyond just really being was. a very long setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not not that much of a fan of this one. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. There's just really not much to it. You know, we've got, we get a funny little scene of Fraser and Niles bringing the Christmas presents in and out. Mm-hmm bit of physical comedy of the two of them carry, carry each other's presents in, out into the hallway to replace them with the fake ones yeah. and then they get switched up and they miss them and whatever and Martin's coming in to interrupt them and it's it, it's kind of classic Fraser farce yeah. which is yeah is nice um, and then on the day on Christmas day they have this you know they come in in the morning and they're ready to celebrate and then Martin reveals that he's not working anymore <laughs> and it kind of just throws all the platins out the window and they all go and stand outside the office block trying to get in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels... It's just... It just doesn't have that humour and that yep. joy that you would expect from a Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, you could replace it with, like, a, a birthday dinner or a Thanksgiving dinner and you'd get the exact same plot. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel very merry, Ewan. It, that's it's that's, not very. It's not very. That's merry. my criticism with it. Um, yeah, 
The B plot's a little bit more merry. B plot's merry, and and actually, yeah, you know what? I think that's what saved it from being a one cupper for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Ros and Ros and Santa Claus. Yeah. She's got a crush on Santa Claus at the mall. Mm-hmm. She's fighting off all the other elves as well. Yeah. All the younger and. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Twinkle. Uh, arguably more attractive. Well, just just younger. Yeah. I mean, Ros is at this point supposed to be what, around thirty-five. Maybe coming she up says on 40? 38. 38? In Kissing Cousin. Kissing Cousin. Oh, well, there you go. So, you know, coming up on 40, whereas the other elf, Twinkle, looks like she's about 25. She's like 19. I was yeah, or say, yeah, like, even yeah. younger. Um, yeah. Although, Roz is more age-appropriate for Rick. Correct. Because he's a grown man. <laughs> and in my humble opinion, more attractive anyway. Yeah. Because Perry Gilpin, yeah, Perry Gilpin's always very attractive. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. So we get the, the whole the whole thing with um, Rick, played by Dean Kane. Dean Kane, who was he was Superman. Not he was. long before this, he was Superman in. He was. Um, Lo- is it the New Adventures of Lois and Clark yes. that it's called? Yes. With, with uh, Tia Leone. No. no. Um, Duke's daughter. She was in. That's uh, oh, not Tia Leone. Yeah, Marie. it's. Um, I can't remember her name. I always get their names. And, and she was in Desperate Housewives as well. Oh, man. I can't remember her name. She was, she's playing Lois Lane and um, Dean Cain is playing Superman. He's playing Clark Kent. That's going to really bug me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, What's her name? I'm, you keep talking. I'm going to... But yeah, apparently there's a whole thing with Dean Cain. He has been in a lot of Christmas films and someone said something about him apparently really liking Christmas. He's like, a, for some reason, just like big fan of Christmas. So he keeps doing, he's like the love interest in like 10 different Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh. Um, and he just, I don't know, just enjoys doing it. Likes likes Christmas, I guess. Good for him. Good for him. Um, yeah. There you go. It's not Tia Leone. No, it's not. I can't remember her name. And that's really annoying me. <laughs> What's her I'm name? You have to Google it. Does it begin with an M? No, I don't think so. I think I'm just thinking of Marie now. Oh, you look it up. That's that's really going to bug me. Um, yeah, we took it. Just I don't know. It 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 does have Christmassy elements in it, but it doesn't make it a Christmas episode. Um, and I think that yeah, it just doesn't have that joy that you would expect from a Christmas episode. It doesn't leave you feeling. Like the the spirit of Christmas has yeah. visited you and slapped you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher. <sighs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. So I kind of definitely think this this falls in the the middle of the Christmas episodes. The middle. This is something that we can get into. Um, on, on on a bonus on a, episode, perhaps, perhaps on a bonus episode talking about Ooh. where how we would rank the Christmas episodes possibly yeah um <laughs> yeah it's it's fine it's kind of standard for a Christmas episode it's not great you know Ross having a romance with a mall Santa is probably one of the first ideas they came up with in the yeah, writers' yeah. room for like what can we possibly do they even call back to it in um. Oh, I say call back to it. They kind of do it again very briefly in High Holidays. 
season 11 there's a line when martin's on a diet and he says oh i'm trying to stay away from things that are bad for me and then ross sees a guy coming in dressed as santa and goes like oh well that's where we're different and goes off with him yeah that's right and it's like clearly they kind of just had the idea of ross romance with mall santa yeah on a post-it note somewhere in the writer's room (laughs) and then they were like well we need to do a christmas episode we'll do this what else can we do oh fraser and niles are bickering about where they're gonna have christmas this is what i was saying and it's like this is what i was saying a couple of discs ago mm -hmm. of just like rehashing these old ideas and kind of just taking them and reforming them slightly Mm -hmm. and it i don't think it's necessarily poorly done i don't find it offensive there are other christmas episodes that i find really annoying and and hard to watch Mm. this one's just kind of uninteresting and it just falls in the i sort of like i I mean i would give it a three okay because i don't think it's bad i think it's it's perfectly all right there are some good jokes in it it's just unoriginal and nothing is in it to to bring it up any like above average that's fair um i gave it a two i i i really don't like the main plot yeah i think again it is just reused old plot lines the fraser niles bickering for who's going to host the party yeah martin getting annoyed at them is done before and then this sort of surprise subversion ending yeah i don't think lands no it doesn't um for me anyway it's it's very sudden and that yeah the the raws and the santa things i think is quite cute um dean kane's great and daphne teasing her yeah. about her attraction to santa claus the whole the whole joke about that she you know she fancies him yeah until it turns out that he's nothing like santa he's claus not, in real life yeah. he's actually you know got a kind of a high-pitched laugh and what is it even like oh, he's an accountant he, 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 can, he can't grow a beard he can, yeah and it's like Roz keeps saying like oh like i was kind of picturing him like bigger and i was picturing him with a beard yeah. and i was picturing him with a really deep laugh and like that's kind of why she fancied him it's funny. It's I think of, it's, it's kind of nice yeah, the idea I, that Roz has a bit of a thing for Santa Claus. Well, he's he's what is it says is like he's caring. He's you know a good husband. He's yeah. gives good presents. Gives good presents. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah. What's not to love about the big red man? <laughs> <laughs> big red man. Okay, that's we two kings. Yeah. We will perchance go into slightly more detail on our Christmas opinions mm. at a later date. For now, door jam. Yep. I'm sorry to say, this one disappointed me. Yeah. Upon rewatching, mm-hmm. I, I this is this is one that I always another episode that I always remember. I always remember liking. I always think it's quite funny. Rewatching it, I didn't didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I when I saw this episode was coming up, I anticipated not liking it. But I am the same as you that I remember watching it when I was younger and quite enjoying it. Yeah. It's not so much that I went into it thinking I was going to like it and then was disappointed. I kind of knew I wasn't going to like it, but also I used to like used, it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, So, Fraser has acquired, acquired, quote-unquote, stolen, <laughs> um, Cam Winston's mail, and he finds an invite for a new, a, a new place thing in seattle called uh, la porte d'argent um which they then discover after sneaking in to be a day spa fraser and niles go to the day spa 
they go and have a wonderful day out and enjoy themselves and treat themselves and spend a lot of money on it um, until the very end when they discover that there is a a, a higher tier yeah. club behind the the silver room that they were in or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Do they just call it gold and silver? Yeah, I think, I think they, they do. They, yeah. they call it like the, the silver level and the gold level. Yeah. So there's a gold level club and then they, they kind of become fixated on the fact that they're not part of the higher tier Mm -hmm. and it's really just frustrating to watch yeah it's in 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 that kind of classic fraser way that it's just frustrating to watch him be a total muppet and not Mm -hmm. just appreciate what he's got they they go out of their way to try and find a way in roz eventually is their way in who knew is it senator 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 ogden ogden they saw going into the gold level yeah yeah I was going to say Adler. Do they call, is there a Senator There is Adler a Senator Adler episode? at one point. Yeah. Um, I can't think Although when. I can't I can't remember when that is. Yeah. Senator, yeah, Senator Ogden. Um, Roz, I, I love the little ambiguity that Roz gives when she says she knew him mm-hmm. and says, what is it, when, when they're, uh, it kind of trails off to the end of the, end of the segment, but she says like, oh yeah, I, I knew him while his marriage was on the rocks. Thank God I knew CPR. <laughs> and I just love that little ambiguity of why did she have to know CPR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were they up to that required? <laughs> but I re- yeah, I really love that little line. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so so she pulls a favor. Senator Ogden gets them into the gold level. They have another great day out. And the, the cycle repeats itself when they spot uh, another door at the back of the gold room. Um. To, and they just become fixated on that for the last few minutes of the episode before they realize that it leads out to the back alley. Yeah. And they get locked out in the garbage. Yeah. Where they belong. Yes. Um, For being rubbish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's such a cliche at this point. Yeah. What they're doing and, and what the kind of stuff that they become fixated on. And it, I don't know what my problem is with it exactly because you kind of you establish the characters, you establish their personalities, you know what they're going to be like. We know this is who they are. Yeah. But something about this episode just kind of really frustrates me. It, I, I think it's the way that it's they're so quick to write off their enjoyment of a day out mm-hmm. in favor of fixating on the fact that there's something better out there yeah i I don't know there's just something that i really really don't enjoy about watching this episode mm-hmm. um and uh, there's not really any b plot either no Ma- martin and daphne are watching Ro- rockford yeah the the rockford files rockford files not something i've ever watched no, i don't know it's like a detective about. show kind of 70s yeah, hero. And there's there's not really much to that. They're watching it, and Daphne inadvertently insults him by saying, saying, he saying that he's like, old, saying that he's old. Basically, which he is. <laughs> which, yeah, <laughs> yes, but he gets offended by that. And there's not really much to that. So the episode itself just feels very lackluster to me. It doesn't do much for me. There's not a huge amount of humor in it. Um there's some funny moments when they're getting their treatments and mm. Niles gets wrapped up in the, like a mummy. Yeah. And what it's in, like sort of rags. I, I, guess I don't know what bandages, it is. Like, it's yeah. bandages, yeah. Um, and they've got the 
silly face scrubs face on. It's it's kind of it's kind of funny, but it's very cheap funny. Yeah. It doesn't feel earned, mm-hmm. you know. Um but yeah, there's a there's a couple of good lines for Oz and I didn't have the heart to give it a one. Yeah, didn't have the heart to give it a one, but I did give it a two, and it's quite a low two. Mm-hmm. I had the heart to give it a one. Did you? <laughs> I give it. Did a you? One. Okay. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I really don't enjoy it. It's just like, yeah, like you say, like the plot is just something that we have seen a bunch of times before. Usually, it's Fraser just causing problems for himself, but now it's Fraser and Niles, but it's still just sort of generic. Um, we get like. Something that kind of annoys me about it is that we get mentions of Cam Winston that he was important enough to get into the club, yeah. to get into Laporte d'Argent in the first place, but Fraser wasn't. And it would have worked so much better if you had gotten Cam Winston in and made it about their rivalry. Yeah, Cam Winston can get in to this new place and Fraser can't, and he's kind of lording it over him and then... Frasier eventually gets in through pulling strings with with Rawls and Senator mm-hmm. Ogden or whatever, and then when he gets in, realizes that Cam Winston's in the gold level and he's still only in the silver level, or something like that would have worked so much better. I think, yeah, or uh, yeah, similar, like kind of. I mean, this would be repeating the plot of something like the club. If you had had maybe Niles gets in and Frasier doesn't, mm-hmm. or the other way around, and it's about the two of them pitted against each other, that would still be a more generic plot, something that we have seen before. But it would still be a little bit more interesting than just kind of Fraser and Niles together can't get into a club, and then they're upset about it for twenty minutes. I I completely agree. No, I think I think the inclusion of Cam in this episode would have made it so much better. Yeah. Um. And like you say, yeah, if it had been a rivalry against him mm-hmm. rather than just the two of them against this sort of faceless club. Yeah. Um. I think that would have worked a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. Uh. I think the only thing that I particularly like about the episode is, I can't remember when it was we were talking about it before, but in one of our previous episodes, I mentioned that I really like that um, if someone names something in another language, that it's like a kind of meta joke. Mm-hmm. And La Porte d'Argent in French means the silver door. Oh, really? <laughs> um, and that, yeah, I like that. I oh, like when nice. people make little kind of meta jokes like that, that you kind of pick up on that it sort of means something else in another yeah. language and yeah like Shay Shay like Shay Shay house 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 <laughs> yeah okay yeah I, I, there's not really a whole lot to save this episode to be honest even Roz's naughty ambiguity mm. um, whilst funny it isn't enough it isn't enough at all um, and it's a shame because it's I, 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 you know I kind of if I'm looking back on an episode fondly, I don't want to come back to it and be too critical on it. Yeah. But at the same time, that's the whole point of yeah, what yeah. we're doing. And we we can't, want to We can't be blind our... to the faults just because we have nostalgia. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. Final episode. We have got The Harassed. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. We have got the introduction of Julia Wilcox, played by Felicity Huffman. Mm-hmm. Um, another Desperate Housewives. Yeah, that's true. Um, another Desperate Housewife. Alum. Alumni. Alumnus. Uh, uh, alum is singular. Alum. Yeah. Um, yeah, she is widely regarded, not just by us, but by the greater Fraser community as being one of the worst <laughs> side characters yep. 
in the entire show. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, yep, it's one that I think a lot of people collectively agree on. Yes. No immediate criticism to Felicity Huffman. You know, she does the job correctly. I have she- said before that I think it I think it was when I was talking about Diane mm-hmm. that it it's actually just as impressive for an actor to make a character unlikable yep. as making a character likable. Yep. So I'm def- definitely not a criticism on the part of Felicity Huffman that Julia is such an awful character. Because she is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, We're absolutely. supposed to see her as an antagonist absolutely. at this point, at least. And I think, to be fair, I think that goes pretty much across the board for the vast majority of guest stars or recurrent characters yeah. that whenever we criticize them we're criticizing the character more than the actor yes there are odd occasions where that's mm-hmm. not the case but yeah um but yeah she's she's pretty insufferable yep to be honest um and right off the bat she is introduced as this rude dismissive arrogant competitor almost to fraser mm-hmm. She takes over the last 10, 15 minutes of his show to do like a finance update. Um, Why she was hired in the first place after apparently writing a book that cost people thousands of pounds, tens of thousands probably, um, I, I have no idea. But apparently we're supposed to just roll with it. Mm-hmm. Um, And yeah, so the first half of the episode is kind of just them getting to grips with their new new co-worker um and she is just insufferable it's really just hard to watch i just don't enjoy it yeah it's really just not fun at all but mm-hmm. but but and then mm-hmm. <laughs> fraser and and julia get into a, an argument and it's almost directly referencing i mean it is directly referencing the argument that he and kate got into yeah at the start of season three um if you remember they had a bit of antagonism towards each other they ended up getting into an argument and then they ended up locking lips mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever used that phrase before out loud locking lips um they end up kissing yeah and uh and becoming a th- uh, an item yeah so fraser believes that that is the case with julia as well so he kind of grabs her and says, uh, you know, are you as, are you as turned on as I am right now? And she just, she has this moment of like absolute shock at what yeah. he's just said. And then she realizes yeah, and is just totally disgusted by it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny has, uh, at this point has already said that she sued the last station that she was at. Yeah. For... Oh, was it? She was working for someone like, was it CNBC? Yeah. They said. Um, I can't remember what it was for wrongful termination yeah that's right sorry yeah I was going to say malpractice but that's not right Um, so they're kind of Kenny keeps saying like kid gloves kid gloves and then Frasier goes and does this (laughs) Um, classic Frasier classic Frasier yeah which leads to possibly the hardest I have laughed at an episode of Frasier in a long time Mm mm-hmm even including the rewatch like yeah it's a it's been a good number of episodes they have a sexual harassment seminar mm-hmm. the second half of the episode with guest speaker van yeah um this very calm gentle man with his puppets oh yeah the puppets um, it's a shame we don't see the puppets i know um taking the seminar we've got all of kcl there We've got Kenny, we've got Bulldog, we've got Gil, we've got Noel, 
and they all just nail it. It is just joke after joke, and I absolutely adore the second half of this episode. Yeah. It is so funny. Bulldog is probably the highlight for me. Mm-hmm. His When he first walks in, and says, everyone, take a leaflet. And Bulldog like pulls one out of his back pocket and he says, don't worry, I got one for the last time I was here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like... Just he's such an awful character. Yeah. But I love it so much. He's just very funny. so funny. Mm-hmm. Um when he comes over I didn't I don't think I've ever heard the expression before, but when when he comes over to Fraser and he says, Um Don't look now, but there's a uh lady with a lady with her high beams on <laughs> at the coffee table. And even now I was like, that took me a few seconds to realise what it was he was saying. Yeah. And then it hit me and I was like but again like every line of bulldogs in this whole episode is Mm -hmm. so well delivered and so funny his his back and forward with roz when they come up to do the demonstration about how to behave bulldogs clearly been through this course so many times that he's memorized exactly what to say yeah that yeah i really like that about it and and the way that he Van says something like, "Oh, would how would the two of you like to to, to would you like to role play going through whatever it was, whatever yeah. situation?" And Bulldog's like, "Oh, well, I would feel very uncomfortable even in role play saying yes. something like that to Roz, <laughs> but if it would help all of us better understand <laughs> our behavior, and that did that does always get a laugh out of me." And yeah. it's just the way that he's kind of playing innocent and then also being a complete sleaze but he's at the same to- time. Yeah, like Roz knows exactly what he's doing. Van even he's- probably knows that he's oh, a sleaze. Yeah. He's the one that's been there so yeah. many times. Um but even the other characters like Gil, when he threatens Fraser, he like leans over his seat and like puts his fist into his palm of his hand <laughs> and like squeezes it around. <laughs> In this sort of full menacing manner. Yeah. And then he does a little speech about how he's uh, he apologises to all the women in the company that he might have intimidated with his machismo. Um, and then you've got Gil Noel. Chesterton isn't about to stop loving the ladies. <laughs> you've got Noel as well, when he snitches on Julia. Yeah. Julia's sitting on her phone and Van says, like, can you pay attention? And Noel, like, stands up. I don't know why it's so funny, but the way he delivers the line, he's like... Van, she's playing solitaire on her palm pilot. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know why. It's just something so funny. Every Yeah, like virtually every single line mm-hmm. in the second half of this episode absolutely lands. Gets such a genuine laugh out of me. And I'm just so sad that I had to be in an episode with Julia. Yeah. Um, because I'll be honest, if the whole episode was just the sexual harassment seminar, mm-hmm. it would be an easy five-cupper for me. Yeah, it is very funny. Easy. Um, but the rest of the episode brings it down, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go with you first. What? I Sorry, I feel like I I've like, taken I, up a lot of no, that. No, no, not at all. my love of the... I... Uh, see, the problem is I'm doubting myself because, like, the... Like you say, the scene with the, the, the seminar is so funny and there are so many jokes like even so many more jokes that we've not even talked about that are yeah. great i think Roz constantly Roz. heckling <laughs> yeah. kenny and van and then just like doubling down whenever they <laughs> challenge her is so funny 
And I, my immediate instinct was to give it a one. Yeah. Because I was like, I just oh, mine too. Hate Julia Before I watched it, so much. But then, yeah, the second, the second half, it, I always forget how funny it is. Yeah. Um, which just makes me laugh even harder when I suddenly get hit with these jokes that are just <laughs> hilarious. It's like Noel saying that he. Like I want a go with Roz. Oh yes, <laughs> and then Stone squares up to Bulldog, puts his hands up, and it's like a boxer. It's so he looks funny. like you know the the the, the meme of the um, anteater. Like <laughs> yeah, standing he does. on his hind legs. He does. He it looks, looks like that's the what Noel looks like there. Yeah. Um, yeah, very very funny. Uh, so I don't think I can give it a one. So here was my logic with the episode, right? Yeah. First half is a one. Yeah. Second half is a five. I went right down the middle. It's a three. Yeah. I evened that, it out with a three. That's fair enough. Um, I probably would because even a two feels mean when the second half is so it's funny. It's so good. It's so good. You know what? And there are some bits. There's a little kind of hint of a B plot with with Niles having to have his patients around his space patients with his house for. Uh, therapy because his office is getting guest remodeled. star paul f Tompkins. yeah very young paul f Tompkins. yeah yeah <laughs> almost unrecognizable um and that's i i think that has some good bits so that's going to be enough for me to sell on a three, three. as well good yeah. stuff good it's stuff but oh man it was close honestly it was yeah. the first half of the episode they've had they had us in the first half <laughs> the first half <laughs> was in the first half um julia comes in she's completely insufferable she's rude to everybody she does the thing that i always hate seeing i remember when we were talking about cassandra and i said that it was something i hated about cassandra is that she was mean to daphne mm-hmm. and julia is the same well she's mean to Roz, yeah because she sees Roz as like an assistant yeah, yeah. and he's like oh go and get my coffee and it's like whatever i don't care i'm not going to remember your name you know go and get my fucking coffee and then just immediately yeah. starts criticizing her and being rude to her and like Roz isn't beneath julia but even if she was Still Julia would be in the wrong for yeah. treating her like that, and that immediately made me hate her. And uh, I do like Roz's little line when when Julia comes back, and or sorry, when Roz comes back and Julia takes a sip of the coffee, and she's like, "Ugh, you think that, like what is it? Oh, what's her line?" She's like, remember. "You call this coffee? You, you call this coffee?" And Roz says, "Most of it." Yeah. <laughs> like, what did you do to that coffee? <laughs> what did you do, Roz? Um, but I do like that. Yeah, no, this episode has so many good lines um, and so many great moments, especially in that second half, that it just it, it outweighs the bad mm-hmm. two to one for yep. me, like easily. Um, yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, it's a very it's it's a even if you look at just the last half of the episode, it's a real highlight to end this disc on. It is. Um, That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's some of the one of the be- one of the best scenes of the mm-hmm. whole season, I think, in my opinion. Yeah um yeah good well another mixed bag very oh mixed bag oh god excuse me um, oh yeah very mixed bag we've got yeah we've got a few um a few decent episodes coming up i think i can't even think of what we have coming up we've got um i don't want to give too much away and i can't remember the names yeah of the uh, episodes <laughs> <laughs> but we've got a couple. I was looking ahead, and next disc has a couple episodes that are really good. The final disc has one that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, with I was going to say Leonard Bernstein. It's not Leonard Bernstein. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Leland. 
uh, oh Le- Leland Barton Leland Barton Bar- or Barton Leland Barton Leland which whichever one is it yeah, um, yeah that episode's this season and that's such a good episode that is a very good episode yeah that's um, a good one but that's towards the end of the season we've got the caviar episode is coming up as well yeah Road to which is quite a good one yep um, yeah Fraternal Schwins the one where they're cycling learning to learn to bike it has uh, its moments it's yeah. not bad i don't remember it being bad but i'm i'm yeah it's one a little hesitant i'm thinking on a rewatch yeah. i might like it a lot less yeah we'll see uh, we'll see mm, and we we'll get to it next week yes thank you everyone for being here and enjoying yet another episode of us rambling about a 30 year old show have we done highlights it's always great fun we didn't do highlights we didn't do highlights oh my god i was too keen to so keen to wrap up. Wrap up. Right, go. Shoot. What are quickly. You doing as a quickly. Come okay. on. What's, what's My highlight? highlight is from the beginning of Rooms with a View. Okay. When Maris is on the phone yep. with Niles and and he's immediately like, No, Maris. No, no, that wasn't the nurse. No, that was my wife. Yeah, yes, Daphne. Yeah, yes, we got married earlier this year. And then he kind of holds the phone to his chest and looks at the nurse and is like, Give me the drugs. Yes. Um <laughs> It's that. That's absolutely my favourite scene here. Yeah. And just like David Hyde Pierce kind of being a bit loopy on the drugs off the back it's, of that is very funny as well. It's very good. Um, yes. No, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, I, oh God, yeah. No, I was rushing you, but I don't actually know what I'm going to I know. give mine to. Um, I, th- I think it has to be the sexual harassment seminar. Yeah. In particular, Bulldog. Mm. I, I think. I was thinking about it earlier and like he is a sleazy character. Yeah, um, I'm going to go off on a wee bit of a rant here, so just be prepared. Mm-hmm. But there was an article, either this morning I saw or yesterday, um, it was Mindy Kaling wrote an article or she was did an interview or something, and she was complaining about The Office, or not complaining about, but she was saying, complaining about cancel culture and how if The Office was made nowadays, it would get cancelled so quickly, all the characters would get cancelled so quickly. And I started to think, I've, that's been on my mind because I saw that and I was like, that's so stupid. But yeah. I've been thinking about that. Um, And to counter her thing, one, The Office has only been off the air for like 10 years. It's not old at all. Yeah, It's still pretty fresh. And two, uh, the characters in it are so very clearly satirical. Mm-hmm. There's nothing... In any of their characters, in my opinion, maybe save for like a couple of jokes, that are that are offensive out with the bounds of those characters. Yeah. They very much fit what the character is trying to portray. And I was thinking about other shows more recently, like It's Always Sunny, which I don't think you've watched. Really. I've seen I've seen some of, I've seen but some of not, it. Yeah. I'm not following it now. Every single character in that is awful. Oh yeah. They well, are that's the point. Awful human yeah, yeah. beings. But that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's why it's funny because we're watching these characters be completely unaware about how awful they are. It's completely satirical. Everyone is aware of the point of the joke. Um, so why would they be cancelled? What what would be? Yeah. What would you be cancelling? Like they're very much established as not nice people, not mm. good people. <laughs> that's the whole point of the show. Um, and I was kind of thinking about that, and then when I was watching the episodes, I was comparing that to, like, Bulldog, where he's very much, uh, in probably a lot of people's eyes, like, a cancelable character. Yeah. But the whole point is that he is an awful, awful person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole point is he is a characterization of these, like, 
macho jocks who go around and yeah you know sexual harassment in the workplace yeah but it's funny it like it's, they're making fun of these people yeah it, it's never it's never presented as being like good behavior exactly um it's the same as i've been re-watching scrubs and it's the same as uh, the todd and scrubs yes constantly sexually harassing people but always gets a slap in the face or gets people making jokes at his That's- expense or making jokes about like Oh, just because you're constantly making passes at women doesn't yeah. mean you're actually getting any. Yep. <laughs> and that's the point. It's yeah, yeah. 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 So that 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 interview annoyed me and it was mm-hmm. on my mind. And it was particularly on my mind when I was watching someone like Bulldog. Because you could very much make the same argument that if you had a character like that these days, people might be upset about how he treats women or how he behaves or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, no, because the whole point is that he is an awful character. Yeah. <laughs> we are watching him be awful. We know he is awful. We know that is not how you're supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, then you're missing the point. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not, we never really try to redeem him on that. Bulldog is always no. seen as being in the wrong because of what he does. They never kind of go like, oh, well, he constantly sexually harass people, but it's okay because X. It's like, it's yeah. always that, it, it, it was wrong he, he is in the wrong for it yeah every anytime time. we see him more sympathetically it's always totally unrelated to that. yeah so yeah so that yeah sorry that was that was my rant that was totally off on a tangent but i wanted to get it off my chest <laughs> especially when i'm talking about bulldog because i love him i love dan butler so much i think he's just such a phenomenal character mm-hmm. in the show and a great actor and yeah i love him so yeah that's my highlight bulldog at the sexual harassment seminar yeah um to be fair all of them at the sexual harassment they're, yeah they're all that very whole funny. scene is just great <sighs> okay right highlights done yep in that case i will say thank you for listening have a great day and good mental health that was the wrong order wasn't it have a great day good mental health and thank you for listening have a great day good mental health and thank you for listening got it that time yep it's all good Mm -hmm. i'll edit and post (laughs) we'll fix it in post we'll do it live (laughs) this has been a happy brothers podcast make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at happy bros pod all opinions are our own And as always, special thanks to Leo O'Donnell for the show's artwork.